This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi guys, welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. You're here with Amber and Jenna and a very special guest today, very near and dear to my heart. Um, Adrian Foda. <laughs> Welcome, sweet girl. C'est moi. Um, we're going to be getting into a topic today, which I'm very curious about, and I know a lot of people may be. Am I psychic? You may find out a yes or no by the end of this episode. I'll just say, I think the answer is yes. The answer is yes. But we'll see, we'll see where we get to. So for, sh- for show notes, blah, blah, for show notes more on this topic or to sign up for some MLF goodness, just check out our website, themotherlovingfuture.com. So let's kick it off with Jenna's definition. Okay, so this is my definition of am I psychic? When you start to perceive multidimensionally and you are forced to assimilate paranormal experiences into your reality. And I think this has happened to our guest today, Adrian. <laughs> so that's why we asked her to be here with us. Yeah, Adrian, thank you so much. Adrian is a very dear friend of mine. I love you. I'm obsessed with you. And I'm so fascinated with your experience of life. So do you want to share a little bit about just how you came to know that you were psychic? Tell us about your discovery of your powers. Well, um, first and foremost, I believe that everybody has powers in this way. I think everyone has uh, intuition that clarifies itself in a different area of their life, a different aspect of their life, um, and applies itself. It's like we all, there's an ecosystem and our intuition, um, is looking through different windows, through different lenses at the same situation and getting different data. And, um, and there's a purpose for that, but, um, so just to clarify, you're saying that psychicness is intuition, which we all have. It's just intuition without any inhibition. Mm, I like that. Yes, Intuition without inhibition. You like that? Yes, it's unobstructed, but I think, you know, um, songwriters stream the song through their intuition and their psychic ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, really uh, good stockbrokers are using it in that way. There's all these different ways to apply it. I just happen to um, be able to see for others, not so much for myself, more and more as I get older, but for others. But I think each of us has um, a different application of our intuition, but we all have the same amount. Hmm. Nice. That's reassuring. Can I just say on your point that like, uh, you know, to our listeners asking themselves, am I psychic? I also find that with myself, it's very hard to be psychic with my own situations. And part of of that is because I think, and I'd like to hear your take, uh, because I'm so emotionally connected to the outcome, you know, and it's like the emotional attachment to the outcome, which prevents me from having a gut feeling on something. Yeah. Yes. And I think humility is so important. And if you don't slip on banana peels and make mistakes and do it right and do it wrong and try things on and not know, um, you don't build that humility that's really important. That's a good um, balancer for intuition. It's true. Very true. And also there's just so much mind clutter and and visual distractions and opinions and everything's on loudspeaker these days with, you know, everything. So it's hard to it gets drowned out, that initial intuition, mm-hmm. unless you're meditating and really focusing in on it. Well, and that's why the practice of meditation and just going inward and strengthening that internal connection is so important because we're being bombarded by all of this loudspeaker information, which may or may not be true. 
Yeah, so, completely. Yes. I can imagine it completely changes your entire life. Like every choice you make, it's all, if it's coming from that intuitive, true place within yourself, your life would look different. Absolutely. But you'd have to find motivation that is not based on um, getting validation from others. That's not based on fear. Because I think a lot of us, me included for much of my life, would run on that fuel. And you, in order to be really clarified intuitively, you have to be running something different than that, that isn't quite as charged, mm. isn't quite as go get them. Mm. And, um, and I think that's really difficult because our, our society is designed to you know, just be as successful on paper as you can. When in my, my belief is that there's only one success and that is contentedness. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Self-love. That's it. Self-knowing. Yeah. Totally. I guess the Are you the trick is, is to really trust the power in moving through your intuition. Cause if you don't trust in that, yes. you're going to be looking for that. You're going to be placing more value on other people's opinions or the way the system tells you to do it or whatever it may be and ignore that true power that we all have. But spirit will always route you back to making sure you trust it because you may not trust it, go through a whole cycle of a situation that challenges you, breaks you, builds you, you know, everything you Until likely, you get the lesson. Likely. Until you do. Yeah. Because yeah. it's going to come one way or another. It's just when, how soon do you want it? Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been there. Sooner the better, right? <laughs> you have more time to recover. Okay. So how did you, sorry, we bombarded you with so many questions. Um, how did you come to discover you were truly in touch with your psychicness? Well, you know, it's funny because I, uh, it's, uh, terrifying, <laughs> or at least it was for me when it began. Uh, I was able to see um, illness in family members, and uh, I'd go, "You have black, you know, marbles under your arm, you know, in your armpit, and there's four of them." And they there would be non Hodgkin's. How old were you? Um, probably six or seven. Oh, just like little mouse. But so, did yeah. you see it as like visually? Visually, my mm-hmm. work or my uh, tool is all visual. Mm-hmm. So I see things in um, moving images, like little, almost like gifs from a, mm-hmm. from a film, or still images with details, and the lens goes in and out mm-hmm. of each detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So yeah. it was involuntary. Obviously, you didn't ask yes. for that information, but it was you... just as apparent, manifest as like you know, you ha- you're wearing a red shirt today, and there's black four black marbles under your arm. It's just like you could just see it. As was plain it as that day. clear? Or was it a bit foggy? That clear, like your shirt is clear. Wow. Yeah, I mean, not like I saw it, like it was actually in the. But I, but I, I, I was young enough that I didn't, um, I didn't think it was odd that I saw something that wasn't actually tangible in the room. It was just so little. And how do people react? Well, my grandmother was able to, um, or not was able to, but she would see people die the night before they died in her dream. Mm. So it was just legend in my family. You didn't want my mother to dream of, or my grandmother <laughs> to dream about you. Right. So it was just, it just wasn't So do you think this was strange. inherited? I do. I do. I think uh, if you don't apply it, my grandmother didn't apply it well and made her a little bit mad. Um, but I'm, I, that's part of the reason I work is because it, it's going to have an appetite one way or another. But it, growing up, I, I really didn't like having it. And then in my teens or my early teens, um, I was able to say or see things and say to friends, you know, you're going to meet a boy, he's going to be in a green shirt, he's gonna, and it would happen. And I just felt like a weirdo. I just felt like an outsider, weird kid. And I how didn't did like it. How did people friends. react to that? Um, I didn't, it wasn't great. They weren't, yeah, they weren't, they weren't like, this is so cool. 
No, you're yeah. like a secret power yeah, that you can like keep in your pocket. I know. I wish you, you should have been friends with us. We yeah, would have been like, oh my God. Yes. No, I mean, I just, I wasn't in that kind of environment yeah. or school. And um, I was, it just, you know, I was a strange kid in that way. For sure. So wait, going back, how did, so because your family were already familiar with this type of site or whatever you want to call it, yeah. are you telling me they understood it and accepted it? When you told them that you were seeing things? Yeah, it wasn't... I don't remember it as a big deal at all. Huh. And I, I find that now that I'm in my 40s, I, it's, it's funny to think that way about like if a child had told me that and then, you know, this person had cancer and how strange, but it just wasn't odd. I don't know if it's because we were Russian and, you know, that's very much in the culture... And I don't know why, but it just wasn't a big deal. So there is a cultural understanding in Russia, you're saying, for this type of thing? Growing up, it was, you know, my grandmother who had that sight in her dreams. She was Russian. Benga, my great-grandmother who lived with the family, she had intuition. Mm-hmm. My aunt has a lot of intuition mm-hmm. in a different way. And it was, we, it was just always sort of like, well, we're Russian Jews, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so we just have this. And I think... Um, it was very welcome. Well, I mean, I can just say as a Russian Jew, I think that you, that's maybe your intuition is why your family was able to survive because there's not that many Russian Jews left in Russia coming from another, my part of my family is Russian Jewish and the ones that stayed in Russia are, they all died. You know, the ones that survived mm-hmm. were the ones that came to America. So to stay in Russia and be Jewish all this time, like you got to be acting you off got a deep to intuition like going to stay alive. Yeah. It's an interesting perspective. Yeah. Or maybe that the intuition developed like even more. In Considering it, the circumstances. It was, yeah, necessary, you know. Well, I think survivors, I've worked with a lot of prisoners. I ran a program in Oakland and, um, you know, I think survivors and people who have to find their way one way or another um, have developed it. Developed intuition. Mm. Yes, really heightened intuition. Mm-hmm. That's just the human condition, isn't it? Adapting to your circumstances and yeah. that ends up who we are. You know, and just like towards, uh, just to bring evolution into it, if you look at Darwinian Darwinian evolution, they say the one that is most fit to survive is the one that's going to live to reproduce. And so if intuition is a quality that helps us survive long enough to reproduce, Mm. then technically evolution really should be pushing us towards developing our intuition. You know what? I think it probably is, but equal opposite to that is the technological era and and the matrix, if you want to call it, which is pushing up against that. Mm with, you know, just f- this is the way to do it. Just follow how society says it's done. And True. And, you yes. know, in America with lawsuits, you know, because everyone's so afraid to get sued, you just like have to follow the road like the a specific way mm. or else you can't deviate, you know, so it just causes you to even be more of like a sheep, you know, just mm-hmm. like don't deviate or else someone's going to get sued. Yeah, you know? it's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to go back to when, so you were about six or seven, you said, when yeah. you started seeing things, your family were like, yeah, that's kind of normal, whatever. Well, to, to a degree, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't really a thing. Yeah. Or at least I don't remember it as a thing okay. at all. Yeah. And when was the moment where you connected the dots and really understood what was going on? Um, I had uh, premonitions that my father was going to die before he was sick. And then he, I got a call that he was going to die. So um, I think that was uh, a, a big deal for me. How old like, were you? How then? the fuck did I know that? And how, yeah, how old were you? And in what form did it come? Was it a dream, a feeling, a vision? I it was. Um, it was. Um, it's funny. I haven't talked about this for years. Uh, 
but it was like his timeline was going to stop. And how did you know that? Um, probably the same way any of us know. I just saw it come to an end. I, I don't know how else just to like describe a it. Deep, like knowing, like just it in, was just so a, it was a deep feeling, knowing. and it was it was almost like um, I'm so sorry it. for the listeners that I'm not more articulate. No, I've talked about this for no, years, no, it's good. but I uh, it like his thread came to an end. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt with my dad. So, so it, it was felt, visual, actually. It was, yeah. it was like a visualization where you could see a th- his thread and it came to an yeah, end. Yes, so it was like a visualization that I trusted. I knew what it meant and it just was. Mm-hmm. It was. That's just what it was. What it was. And then he had leukemia and he died. That's wow. the true intuition. When I feel it too, it's like this knowing it just is, you know? It's, it's just neutral. Just, yeah, it's okay. neutral. Yes. I'm fascinated to know when is the moment where you're most accessible to these visions or these knowings? Is it before or after meditation? Is it when you're sleeping? What are, what are the circumstances where these visions come to you? Well, I, I work so much with clients that I really use much of that, uh, you know, my exercise, that ability in session most of the time. So it, it, before it would just sort of pop up throughout my life, but now most of it is channeled, is channeled. Intentional. You're creating Very an intentional so. space. Yes. And it relaxes my soul, but spirit is going to communicate with you when spirit wants to. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. Got it. So it's not like if you're stressed, it comes, or if you're not stressed, or it's not a circumstantial thing, it's really spirit just being like, boom, you need to know this. It will, yes, but your psychology may be so activated in a particular way that you may misinterpret it a bit. So that's why you really want to eliminate the stressors from your life, eliminate people who you don't quite feel yourself with, eliminate the noise. So when spirit's going to communicate with you, which it will anyway, you can decode the message as accurately as possible. Totally. And just in that moment, what you just said of decoding the message, it's like with psychic abilities, it is like you're getting a message that needs to be decoded into a human like words. So between getting the message, having the brain, you get the words that trying to describe the message and then getting it out, things can be like lost in translation, even if you're like very faithful. And so just to like be clarifying that channel and just to our listeners who might be asking themselves, am I psychic? Like maybe sometimes your intuition is spot on, but sometimes like you're misinterpreting the message and that's okay. Like don't get discouraged by that, you know? Don't get discouraged by that. Just continue to do the work to eliminate the noise in your life. Yes. Just purify, purify, purify your life. Beautiful. And so how did you come to work out like trust in what you were seeing? Well, I, I'm a pretty evidence-based person. I'm really into health. I'm, you know, I ran a medical literature research program at a hospital. Like I like things to be proven mm-hmm. and I, it just started to, you just kept itself. seeing, yeah. yeah, you just kept seeing it being yeah. proven. Okay, and people cool. would come back like, wait a second. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So, and so did you ever think you could create a, a career out of this? What was your relationship around it? I didn't. I think because I came from such an unusual upbringing and background that I, you know, in my 20s, I really wanted to be a very credible, you know, person with a job. And, you know, like I wanted to be Mm -hmm. like somebody who in society, that society thought was upstanding. Mm -hmm. Like I had this whole need for that validation. Need for that. Yeah. To be perceived that way. I feel that too. I didn't want anybody to know. I was really like in the closet about it. Very secret. So I, people would come to me and I go, okay, let's, you know, it's okay if you come. And then they go, well, you know, my, my mother's sick. Can I have her call you? And I go, okay, but don't tell your mom 
I don't want to talk to anyone else, you know, just her. And it was like this weird, in the closet, weird shame thing around this ability. And then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I remember my friend Zuriel saying, um, excuse me, you do this all the time for people. Like, can we stop pretending that this mm. is something behind closed doors? Mm. Like, you, do, all of us come to you. We're just, like, just own it, accept it. And there, I, at the time, I had um, some uh, women in my life that uh, were not open to this world of thought. And I, I remember I started, um, and I, I set up a little at Cafe Gratitude in, Calif- in uh, San Francisco, Um, and I said, and I did, you know, little 15 minute sessions and I had a little sign and I was sitting there just like ready to out myself to the world. And they came in for the first time ever (gasps) and they walked in and one of them went, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. April Fool's. (laughs) And I, in that moment, it was like, it just, I owned it. You're like, here I am. Here I am. Surprise. It's great. I am because I connected with. What is still true for me and becomes even more so is that I'm so interested in serving. Mm. And if you want to be connected to your intuition, if you want accuracy, find the deepest part of you that is there to contribute Mm. and there to be of service to whatever the highest is for that person without your judgment and preconceived notions. And so in that moment, it was like the I clicked into place. You with embraced that. it. Yeah. Gosh, how how did that change your life? Finding that peace with this gift of yours, this skill of yours. Well, one, it allowed me to accept myself as a sensitive person mm. more. And you know, Amber is my dear friend. Um, you've seen me have challenges with that because being a sensitive person is a full time gig. <laughs> it, mm. It's exhausting. It mm. is exhausting. But it, uh, it made me feel like I could speak about my sensitivity mm-hmm. and I could celebrate it because mm-hmm. it was of use. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's, it changed my life in that way, a big way. In so a big liberating. Way. Yes. Wow. Yes. I still had a lot of personal work to do and a lot of crap to sift through. Mm-hmm. And I still do, of course, we all do. But yeah, it was a real turning point. So it was just more fun. Life was more fun. So when did, so at what age did you decide to channel this into a career? Well, I've been doing it with, you know, clients in some way for about 16 years, but I've been doing it full time for probably 10 years, 12 years, something like that. Wow. And you mentioned before that the more you practice and move into that space, the stronger it gets. Um, the, it's not stronger so much because the it's almost like the accuracy is there either way. That's why when young people come to me and they ask about like, you know, what, how should they train? It's like you either have it or you don't. It doesn't get stronger, but um, you get more comfortable with it. You can decode faster. It's like oh, got there's it. a fluidity that comes and ease it. with it. You, it's, it just becomes very normal. Got it. Yeah. I know you have a question, Jenna, about... Um, symptoms signs and symptoms before yeah so why well, did have a question about that which was before you were like fully out of the closet with your psychic abilities um did you have like frustrations or physical manifestations where it just was like really wanting to bubble up but you were like trying to press it down yes i would feel um almost artificially connected to people because i could see for them and i would interpret that as 
needing some kind of actual like personal connection with them, but that wasn't the case with everyone. I could just see them so mm-hmm. accurately, like you would a dear friend. Mm-hmm. And so that was hard because it was hard sort of figuring out like, why do I feel so much? Mm-hmm. And it's almost like just this extreme compassion almost like you could just see life through their eyes. So you just have so much empathy because it's like you walked a mile in their shoes or something. Yeah. It's like, um, I, I, can often see how someone wants to be cared for. And I feel a very natural desire to do that caring. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I could see what they were struggling with very easily. I think Amber really has that. Yeah. I've, so, so, so you are feeling overwhelmed with this ability to be an empath, really? Is, I don't want to put words in your mouth, yes. but is that what you're saying? Yeah, I felt... Um, It particularly got complicated in regards to romantic relationship. Mm, I bet. Because I'd really feel somebody and be like, am I supposed to be with this person? And was like, So this is before, was this before you knew what was going on? Like before you really understood? Like before and early. So don't tell me you didn't meet a dude and you're like, oh, he's hot, let's date. And then you're (laughs) like, I'm going to have a little peek into who he really is. Skeletons in the closet, perhaps? Well, yes, I think... um, and I, I do think you have this ability also, but I think, you know, I would be able to see the spectrum and then, please hear me, everyone, don't do this. Um, <laughs> then I would override my intuition. Isn't that yeah. fascinating that yeah. you're able to see into other people's essence and life, but you're unable to really kind of trust your own intuition. I have, that's so, is that interesting? So many times over. Yes. So you would get the hit that this guy's not right for me, but you would override it because that sense of wanting to belong or whatever. I just felt so connected and, and my own psychology from my background was so activated that I couldn't turn the volume down on my activation and I couldn't listen to the red flags. Hmm, okay. But I want to know if you like looked into their dirty business where you're like, I'm going to have a little peek into this person's mind to know what's going on. To be honest with you, I am terrified of looking into someone uninvited. Beautiful. Because, and I, and, and those of you who are in a budding practice or, um, thinking about embracing, uh, the, you know, developing your intuition more, I strongly believe that it has to be consensual mm-hmm. and um, offering a uh, site mm-hmm. unsolicited, it can be very dangerous for people because once they hear it, they can't unhear it. And if you're not sure if the spirit hasn't asked you to take a peek, it, first of all, you, I, and I don't want the, the residue in my system mm. from going in uninvited. Mm. And I don't want to, um, change their course by offering something that spirit didn't ask me to give. Beautiful. There's such respect there for the process, for that person. And for yourself. For yourself. Because it can make you sick. Mm. Yeah. So tell me about that. First of all, are you able to take us through how you actually, what the process is to see into someone? Mm-hmm. Well, it's... um. You know, so much of my work is on Skype and phone now because it's people all over the planet and God bless the technology in that way. Uh, but I, I set up, I clear my space and all I'm doing is getting neutral. Uh, it almost looks like a big empty white room is where I start. And then I say- In your some, mind. In my mind. Yep. And then I say something at the beginning and the end that I've been saying since I was a child um, that 
um, I'm not going to absorb anything of theirs and they're not going to absorb anything of mine. It's much longer. So but that's protection prayer. Protection and just a Declaring neutral, boundaries. Yes, exactly. Neutral. And then I have them, them say their age, where they were born, and their name three times. And once they say their name three times, it's almost like an anchor drops. And that is consent. I also have clients call my direction. I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's that extra consent. Um, and then I always say, if you had a question, what would it be of anything in the whole wide world? And we start there. And then what happens? And I would say more often than you think, people start to cry. Hmm. A lot of people cry just at the beginning of session. And I think uh, it may be because we're not really like sat with and seen in a way where we can let every, all parts of ourselves show without judgment. Hmm. And, uh, and I think people just sort of release into the process that way. Hmm. Not everybody cries, but it happens. I'm always like, wow, that happened again. Hmm. And there's a great. softening. There's a the softening. Allowing yeah. you in. Yeah. And then really people vulnerable. Go, people, um, often people go, well, I know this is a stupid question. You know, everyone thinks yeah. it's a stupid question. Everyone asks great questions. What's, there are no stupid questions. What's the main query people come to you for, come to you with? Well, I work on a lot of health stuff, hmm. a lot of medical. Um, that's interesting. A lot of when people are in relationships, a lot of should they be in it, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're asking that question, yes, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, maybe but, they're trying to override their own intuition right then. Yeah, and I know yeah. that a lot of your work isn't just revealing what you see, but really guiding that client, that person to understand and tap into and utilize their own intuition slash psychicness. In my perfect world, people would get so tapped in with their own that they wouldn't need any of us in Mm -hmm. the mystical arts, you know, but, um, so I'm, I, I love when someone goes, well, I, I, I felt that I knew that. And it's like, whatever tone, whatever vibration that thought had, that's your in, that's your intuition. Mm-hmm. That's know the that vibration. Like know get to recognize vibration. it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's so interesting. That's how I feel when um, I've had lots of astrology readings, and Adrian and I share an incredible Vedic astrologer. And every time they, I ask them a question and they speak to it, I'm like, I already knew that. Yes, but there is something so powerful in that clarity, in yes. that validation that my intuition was correct, and I walk away from that session not really having much new information. Maybe some things came out of the blue, but mainly with a sense of, oh, I have all the answers. I just have to trust it. Yes. And trust that gut and follow it. Basically what I'm saying through most of session is you trust you. Hmm. You trust you. Trust you. And then I can add with, you know, when I see things in the body medically, or I can add um, looking at business deals, or I can, you know, things that are a little bit out of our capacity, you mm-hmm. know, um, to see for ourselves, but so much of session, the message is like, yep, you got it. You got it. And, um, and it's so fun to watch people trust themselves more. It's just mm. like the most delicious, delicious, yummy nectar to watch it's people. It's everything. Home. It's everything that would, can't get over just the idea that you're, you're in a fork in the road. You either trust your yes. intuition or you don't, and it's going to take you left or right, and your life can turn out completely different depending yes. on which road you take. But it is hard because not everyone's life is um, destined to feel good. Mm. And that's 
I, that's just what that's just the deal. Luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. Well, and just know if your life's mission is not to feel good, that your soul did choose this for a reason because in your overall soul's evolution, this is teaching you something. Hmm. You know, this this lesson at Earth School. It's gotta so, be yeah, comforting. Sometimes that. lessons in Earth School are just really not fun. Yes. 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hello, 2018 around the corner. Thank you. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. And so just going back a bit, you mentioned how taxing and exhausting it can be on a physical level when you, um, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth again, but tell me about the effects of you being so available in those realms for people and moving into that intimate, intimate space for people. Well, I think you mean it in regards to how, how it affects, affects my, you. I think uh, self care and uh, not working too much is really important for those who do what I do. And you know, it's like I have a strong work ethic, so I just mm. work, 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 and I love it and everything. But um, when I push it too much and do too many sessions in a week and week after week after week. Um, I fall out and I have to reboot. So it's a physical fatigue of the repercussions of moving into this world too much. Yes. But also, you know, when I start to get tired, if I'm working with a lot of anxious people in a day, mm-hmm. like this happened the other day, I'll sort of like vibrate You'll for the take rest it of the day. Yeah. That yeah. makes perfect sense, especially yeah. since you're sensitive. Yeah. But do you think your protection prayer protects you from, say, taking on what their issues are? No. I mean, I, to some extent, but I know practitioners who are far better than I at protecting themselves. I mean, I'm thinking of when her name is Finola. She's masterful with it. And I, I'm much better than I used to be. I'm not like carrying everyone's sediment around, but there are people who are much better at it. I wish I was. And so the next sentence she's going to say is that <laughs> she's getting they... better and she's working on it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Wow. So interesting. So I want to know, we've spoken about intuition Mm -hmm. and how we all have this psychicness within us, but we get bombarded by the matrix. And you're also talking about how you almost open yourself to be a channel of spirit. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's a dance between those two worlds, trusting it and also calling in a a, a larger um, energy source? Well, it's always right there. It's always right there. It always wants to dance. It always wants to um, support, you know? So I think it's, uh, I always describe my work as like I'm speakers on a radio. And so I'm, I'm just like letting it come through. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. It's, it's very neutral in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, spirit's always right there wanting to support and guide. Maybe it's just one and the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I keep like coming the, back to it's the same. It's like we are part of source energy. So yeah, it's just layers of data. Your intuition and that is, you know. I think the yeah. radio receiver is a great in, uh, metaphor, you know, because it's like if you have a radio receiver and it could be turned off, but it could, if it's turned on, then you have all these radio frequencies bombarding it and whether or not it's on or off, you're going to be able to uh, tune in, yes. you know, but it's always going to be there bombarding you. Yes, and intention and motivation, the purity of it is what turns it on or off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you think exploring this and claiming it and really accepting 
your ability to be an open channel like that is healing, has been healing for your journey? Well, one, I think that um, it's just been such a privilege and so fascinating for all these years to see the patterns in all these lives. There's certain, in my opinion at this point, and I could be wrong and I could, you know, learn something different and this could, you know, be nullified, but um, there are universal truths and there are, you know, sort tell of laws. Some. Don't hold back. Um, yeah, tell us as many as you can within the next five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think of a juicy, delicious one. Um, Let me think about it okay. while we're talking. Maybe yeah. like oh. karmic laws, do unto others as you want done unto you. or Well, here's, I mean, karma never loses an address. That's not my line, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's the truth, Ruth. And it doesn't mean that you're going to get slapped with the same circumstance, but um, I do believe that uh, spirit will make sure that your character is developed in the ways that it needs to be. Um, if you leave your integrity as I have in my life, uh, spirit has made sure that I learn not to do that. And I see mm-hmm. that in people's lives over and over and over again. That the, concept really keeps me in line. Yes. <laughs> a lot of the time when I have a choice, like I got to have a little fun and go off away from my integrity and experience that just for a minute, just for me. Or I could really make the intentional choice not to. It's driven by this idea that knowing that I'm being watched and that there is a, a force bigger than me that will slap me back into place when I'm benevolent going off course. Two by four. Yeah. A benevolent two by four. But it's, great. it's because it wants you to be your best. Mm-hmm. Totally. So if you, if as I have, like I said, veered from integrity, then it's like, wait a second, you asked me to keep you at your best. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do something forceful drastic to, to make, make sure, sure you, you don't do that again mm-hmm. and and then we say thank you yes yes and so kind of on that same note do you have any um notion of like guides angels those who protect you in your life well um as soon as i put a face on a guide or an angel i'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, but you feel energetic angelic oh, presence yes. it's all light mm-hmm. i i mean it's i know this sounds so corny um but it really is like i go way out into like the galaxies mm-hmm. i go way out into the sky way out to the planets and the stars as corny as that sounds but that is what it looks player? like no, but I feel a, a strong. <laughs> I mean, because definitely, I feel like there is definitely that star seed in you, like so strong, you know. Oh, thank you. Just well, curious if you had a notion of your home planet. No, <laughs> I wish I did, but it, it's like um, I, it's light. Mm-hmm. I just feel such a connection to light. Mm-hmm, me too. And I, and then, but I do see with some clients, it's almost like they have um, an angel or a guide or a guardian mm-hmm. assigned to them, mm-hmm. and that. Uh, angel guardian guide will show up mm-hmm. in session mm-hmm. uh, with a certain message or will show fatigue and why or whatever it mm-hmm. is. It's rare that I see that, but some clients have that. Interesting. Yeah. Are you able to access information uh, that is not human? Like if like Akashic Records, <laughs> for instance. I'm really fascinated with Akashic Records recently. But are you able, you said you go up to the galaxy and the stars and you yeah. can go back into that place. Can you access those type of... Um, places? You know, I, I would be lying if I said, I, I absolutely know. I mean, it's, I, I feel like I'm accessing things that 
do exist, have always existed. That is the Akashic Records, you know? I, yeah. In my mind, I think that's the same thing. But isn't there like a particular, if we're talking about the theory of the Akashic Records, isn't there an actual library, a vault somewhere in a multidimensional space which has all the information of everything that's ever been? Yes. That and you can access? Yes, and she seems to be accessing it now. What, what it feels like to me is a, is a database, but I don't know enough about... See, it feels like a database. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Maybe. I, I don't know. It's almost... Um, sometimes I feel embarrassed in my life because I've been doing this work so long and I have just have whatever this you know ability is for so long that it's so normal to me. But I love being around people who are studying like the ancient records and studying all this stuff. And um, like, I don't know anything about astrology besides I believe in the practitioners I go to because they're always right. Um, but it's like, I don't have, I haven't studied the mystical mm -hmm. arts in um, a broad way. I just mm -hmm. happen to be able to see. So it's just coming from your heart and gut. It's not coming from any mental like preconceptions that you studied or anything like that. And that's interesting, more interesting because it's like that pure uh, info. Yeah, and I, I don't know why. Like I, Sometimes I get scared when it gets too organized mm -hmm. um, because I don't like anything that feels like some people know and some people don't. Mm -hmm. And when something's too defined, mm -hmm. it feels like it means that other things aren't true and I don't mm -hmm. believe that. Yeah. It's like reincarnation. That's true for some and not for others. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is, everything's right. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah, sometimes I get a little spooked. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to ask you next. Are there any moments in delving into these vulnerable places with others and with yourself which really scare you? Have there been moments where you're like, whoa, we've got to get out of here? It, the 1,000%. Oh, God, I have... I'm, can you, I can't even talk can about Can you tell them. us yeah. about one of them? The I, worst one, please. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I, I, all I'll say is that um, I can't even talk about it because it scares me so much, but I, I was sick for months after working on something and... I so wish I had listened to my intuition and not um, sort of gone in further to the process and seen such darkness. I really wish I had done that. Well, I just want to just hold a little prayer for Adrienne, just, just seeing the light completely wash through her whole body and any energetic imprint of that or any other weird sessions that she's ever had, just cutting the ties with huge scissors and just seeing her completely heal and regenerate from anything like that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is. And Pew. so it is. <laughs> okay. And I just wanted to ask you one more little question. What advice would you give any of our listeners who wanted to move further towards really strengthening their intuition? I know you said before to just like clear out any stresses or any extra clutter. Is there anything else, any tools they can really apply in their life on the daily to strengthen that? Well, um, two things. One, have I uh, find yourself a, a sexual partner that you feel really deeply connected to um, and can have a sacred experience with because it, it's, it's like you can get to the deepest answers of the universe, of whatever, you know, database that is, um, <laughs> through true uh, and right sexual union. Um, also, and why do you think that is? Because we see ourselves most clearly in our intimate relationships, like that magic of mirroring element? It's such an expression of trust. 
And you have to trust and to oneness. see. Beautiful. So you're practicing what you need to have within yourself. Yes. To access I just, it. I, I may be able to see for others more because I really trust what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So in those moments where you're, where you're really divinely connected with a partner and you're opening and you're trusting mm. and you're, you're interacting in that nonverbal way. You're, access, you're, you're exercising that muscle. Exactly. And you're getting good at it. And also um, have animals in your life because they are the masters. They are so advanced. We are catching up to them. If you want to know what um, a, a, a guru looks like, sit and observe the animals in your life or get some in your life because they are the teachers. They hold all of the Shout wisdom. Shout out to I'm Alabama. Alabama. That's my dog, the love oh. of my world. <laughs> um, I want to see a picture after this. She's very cute. I'm curious to know, do you have a notion of any animals that, that um, hold particularly high consciousness or do you think they're all super high consciousness? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think they all are. I really believe that they just, the purity of their intuition and that primal mm-hmm, nature is mm-hmm. just profound. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm so connected to dogs and wolves and I, that's who's been assigned to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see them and I, 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 there, nothing's in the way. Mm. Nothing is in the way. So that's for me, but mm-hmm. I believe it's all animals. Mm-hmm. But there's some animals that I don't relate to, mm-hmm. you know, and that's okay too. I'm not supposed to. Um, I love them. I want them to exist. I just mm-hmm. don't relate, but I really believe it's all animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love what you said about their purity of connection with the earth and with spirit and just mm-hmm. letting spirit move them from that gut connection. Yeah, they're you know? great examples of following your intuition. Yeah. It's how they survive. It's how they do everything. They're 24-7. Mm-hmm. And There's the nothing for the them earth. to learn. Yeah, yeah, great teachers. Yeah. I want yeah. a puppy for Christmas. <laughs> oh my God, I want you to get a dog. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, wow, beautiful. <clears throat> so Adrian, where can people find you? Tell us. Well, um, besides in the cosmos. In the cosmos, come visit me. Actually, don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Not Let, on the Let's make it organized. Um, but uh, adrianfoder.com, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E, F as in Frank, O-D-O-R.com. She spelled that before, folks. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So. Amazing. So should we um, offer our listeners a bit of a challenge, do you think, ladies? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Adrian, I want a challenge. do you want to come up with a challenge? I've got one up my sleeve, but is there something you would like to offer our listeners that you think would really assist them in getting in touch with their healing intuition? Um, inventory your life. Is there some place in your life you're out of integrity? Are there people in your life you feel like you have to sweeten the deal for them to love you? Maybe it's time to release uh, those relationships um, and ask yourself the bigger questions about how th- you're spending your days and uh, if that's truly sustainable, if your energy will truly show up for how you're spending your days or if there needs to be um, a revision so you have more of your life energy, so you therefore have more intuition. Mm, love so it. good. And trust. Trust, trust, trust. Trust the gut. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, that's it. So sad to say goodbye. I want to keep you here forever. Love you. Thank you so much, honey. That was so beautiful. I love you. Thank Thank you you so much. Gorgeous girl. Okay, so that's it for today. If you liked today's episode, please jump onto iTunes and give us a five-star review. That really helps us. It lights us up. 
and it helps us spread the word and grow and get out some fresh, interesting healing information so we can all heal to heal our future. That's the aim of the game. And also leave us a comment. We love comments. We respond to all of them. She really loves comments. (laughs) I really love comments, guys. So if you have a take on this that we haven't heard or that you can maybe relate to something we've said today um, or any ideas, just pop them on there and we'll get back to you. And thank you for your contribution and being part of our community. We love you so much and have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.